Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I'm the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing, inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it is totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. Welcome to another episode of this amazing podcast. As you know by now, the whole point of this podcast is to bring you the offline stories to the online success that you see from so many people and to hopefully stop you seeing filtered information of just the good positive success stories, but how people have got there and the things that they've had to overcome, the challenges they've faced and the mindset shifts they've had to have in order to change their beliefs in their life. And I'm very excited today because not only are we going to carry on talking about struggles, but you are going to have an insight into things that you could do if these type of struggles show up for you and a real focus on the money aspect, how that shows up, cancellations, refunds, no-shows, lower prices, higher price points, letting people down, all of these things we're going to focus on with Helena. But she's going to introduce herself as normal and then we will go and get into this episode. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Good morning from LA. And I love that you just used the word filtered because I'm the founder of Girl Unfiltered. So I love that we're going to have an unfiltered conversation around what it really, really takes behind the scenes in our businesses, especially around our actual mindset. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's something we need to talk more and more about in entrepreneurship or, you know, in business. 100%. Um, so yeah, I'm, my name's Helena. Um, I'm obviously originally from the UK, but I've lived in LA for almost six years now. Love it over here. I am the author of Learning to Love the Girl in the Mirror, which is actually mainly focused on body image, um, which is a huge, you know, pop passion project for me about empowering women with their body image. But my business is really centered around empowering female business owners with their money mindset. Um, I love talking about money and hopefully we'll have a really deep conversation today about money because that can really trigger different feelings inside women as they start listening to it. And that will help bring up some of your own money mindset. Um, So I coach women, I help them um, excel in their business financially, but in a way that feels aligned with them 
and their goals and their dreams. And I also actually go into companies and I coach executive sales teams and corporations with their money mindset as well, because we all need it no matter what stage we are at in our business and whatever up level is coming. So that's, I'm I'm here to empower women financially with a positive money mindset. (laughs) I love that. So before we get into that kind of talk, because there's so much that I know we'll unpick with that and so many women will be like, yes, I need that. Like, you know, Mm. literally bursting for it. I think it's really important that we focus on how you've got to this point and this level of empowerment and almost just contentment with what you're now doing. And Mm. I'd love if you could tell or give the listeners a slice of a struggle or a period of time that you felt a struggle around business and starting your business or being in business. And just to remind everyone that being bold in business doesn't mean that you are always online, doing lives, making a billion pounds. You know, it's not (laughs) about the small steps. Sometimes it is just getting up and checking your emails and not actually wanting to be the face of your business, but still doing something behind the scenes. And that's so important. So Oh yeah. And I, I love to introvert yeah. as much as I extrovert. When you found yourself in that place of struggle or an example or a period of time that could really help everyone know that the journey that you've been on to get to this point hasn't just been a quick fix and, you know, one live and you've trended, that kind of thing. Oh gosh, no. The opposite is true. Oh no, there's been no trending. There's been no viral content. It's been, it's been growth. It's been steady growth. Mm. And it started from a seed of an idea and mm. I have just kept going and I didn't give up. And that is really just the key to where I am right now. I mean, I really, let me take you back to the, the time in my business where I was really struggling and I wasn't attracting my ideal clients and I wasn't even hitting my first goal in business, which was just to make 5k. It was just to make 5k a month in my business. That was my first goal. I thought if I could do that, then I like, I would be so empowered. Like that was just all I was trying to focus on. Oh my God. I'm excited already because (laughs) women will be like, that's me. Like I'm trying. happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and now it's like, it's so funny. You know what, Samantha, I found the other day I was clearing out my office and I found the first note that like, I, I always write up what my goal is. And I say, I am so grateful for the blah, 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 K months I'm currently having. I always say I'm grateful for them and I manifest them and I create them and then I move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. I found the 5K one the other day. Oh my it's God. Like, it was crazy and it gave me chills because I was like, holy crap, first of all, look how far I've come, but also remembering that girl that just wanted to make 5K. So we have all been there. Like we all just wanted to hit that first financial goal and it is possible. But let me take you back to the time when I did not think that it was possible. So, you know, I've been growing my business for a few, a few, good few years now. Um, you know, since I launched the book a few years ago and all of that good stuff. And I really, as I said, was just trying to focus on keeping my head above water and trying to empower myself financially. And I thought that I would finally feel whole and complete and worthy if I could just make that 5K. Mm. And it wasn't happening. And I was implementing all the strategies and I was working my butt off. 
I was the one that was up until 11 p.m. midnight, like working on my landing pages or going into my email sequences or thinking of what is the next strategy? How can I implement the next best thing in my business? What am I doing wrong? Why am I not attracting these ideal clients? I you know, was even investing in ads and all kinds of things. I was working really, really hard. But what was being reflected back at me were people that weren't willing to invest in me. Mm. or people you know people that didn't have the money or um just not women that I really honestly wanted to work with and it just felt like I was working so hard and not being rewarded in any way financially um and I was having to do side jobs to you know just keep myself going I'm sure we've all been there too and I remember distinctly the day that I made a decision that changed everything for me I was going around the grocery store and I was picking up every item and calculating in my head how much it was going to cost and how long it was going to feed me. Like, was it going to feed me for the entire week? Because I was worried about how much it was going to cost me to buy all of these groceries in my car. And I was trying to be really strategic about it. And I got to the checkout after spending, God knows, like 45 minutes doing this in the grocery store. And they, I swiped my credit card or my, my debit card, actually, because I was actually too scared to have a credit card at that point, which is another money mindset thing we'll talk about. And it was, you know, one of those moments where my phone flashed up and it told me that I was overdrawn in my account. And I just held it together emotionally until I got back in my car and I burst into tears like I was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing because this was not the life that I was meant to be leading this was not who I was this is not like the experiences that I wanted to be having I did not want to be struggling financially Um, I knew this wasn't the life that I was supposed to have and in that moment as I'm sobbing and I'm also eating my turkey like my sandwich turkey because I'm really hungry I'm sobbing into this packet of turkey I realized something really really important I was like, what other areas of my life are actually thriving? And I knew it was my relationship with my body because I'd healed myself from an eating disorder. And it was my relationship with my now husband. So love and like my relationship with self were really, really strong and thriving and in flow. But the relationship that was so not thriving was my relationship with money. And I'd actually never looked at my relationship with money. It was just not an area of my life that I had focused on. And I realized that no wonder my relationship with money wasn't thriving if I hadn't been paying it any attention. And I asked myself, what would happen if I applied the same techniques and healing that I had done to heal myself from an eating disorder or to attract my amazing man into my life? What if I actually applied that to money? Wouldn't that be interesting? What would happen then? Would there be shifts? And I made the conscious decision in that very moment that instead of struggling in my business and instead of trying to find the next strategy for the next three months that would change everything, all I would be primarily focused on was my relationship with money. And from that day on, honestly, everything shifted. And it became my key focus to change that. And it really literally Within months, my business, less than months actually, my business started accelerating and it grew and it grew and it grew and it's consistently growing because I've up-leveled my money mindset and I, was, I healed 
the actual subconscious blockers to receiving money. And so many of us have this and we don't realize and we're working really hard in our business, but we're not focusing on actually what our mindset is around it or how willing we actually are to receive money as women. I'm sure there's a lot of women, you know, listening right now. And a lot of us actually feel unworthy around money or um, are scared to charge the prices that are actually aligned with the work that we're doing. And so because of that disconnect, we're, we're also attracting people that reflect that back to us. So it's so important, no matter what stage of business you're at, whether you're trying to make that 5K or you're going from six figures to seven figures, your relationship with money and your subconscious mindset around it is going to be playing a part and you have to be really, really aware of it so that it doesn't block you like it blocked me. In that moment though, when you're in the store and you're in an overdraft and you've got no money to feed yourself, why didn't you just go in a job? That's a great question. That wasn't what I was here on the, put on this earth to do. And um, I didn't want to give up. And I know that a lot of women give up in that moment. And I, I talk about this a lot, but fear and those moments and those blocks and those moments of wanting to give up, successful people are not exempt from them. They feel them. We feel fears. We, every successful person, whether you're Beyonce or us or other people in business, we experience moments like that. We experience fear. We get scared to show up. We get scared to share. We get scared to invest the money ourselves. You know, we go through all of that. But the difference is that we do it anyway. We feel the fear and we do it anyway and we keep going. And I think it was just something in me. It was like the universe speaking to me like, don't give up, especially after all of the work and effort that I'd already put in. And I, I almost feel, and I know like when you're right around, you're like right around the corner from something amazing happening in that moment when you feel like maybe I should give up. And the people that really are super successful are simply the people that just haven't given up and they've been they've allowed themselves to pivot or they've gotten the support and help that they need in those moments so that they're not alone um or they realize that their why is stronger than the need to give up and you have to have a really strong why or purpose that helps propel you forward in all of those moments and also having just you know inner tools that you can use, those are so important to just help you through those moments. Like whether it's meditation, whether I use tapping, whether it's journaling, whether it's reaching out to a friend and saying, look, this is what I'm feeling right now. Whether it's just expressing it. You know, I was expressing my emotions. I was expressing the tears so that you can actually acknowledge it, be aware of it, and then choose to move on from it mm-hmm. instead of burying it deep within you. Totally. I've got, before we focus on kind of the the solution piece, you know, what they can do and what we can actually do to help ourselves move forward. I'd love to get an insight on when you had this business and it just wasn't working, basically, you weren't getting clients, you weren't making money, you know, it just wasn't working, which so many, so many amazing, incredible women experience. And it's that is this moment of, I don't know what I'm not doing. I don't know why it's not working. What am I doing wrong? I'm, I'm really, I'm showing up and it's just not, not resonating. You know, that, that kind of missing link. Mm-hmm. When you look at 
what you were doing then and you look at what you then changed and shifted, what were those missing links or what were the mistakes or traps or struggles that you were finding yourself in that only now in retrospect you can say, I spent too much time doing this or I didn't focus on this so that if someone's listening and they are in that place of it's just not happening and it's not working out and I'm not getting clients and I don't know what to do, they feel like they can just take some reflection and self-evaluation from potentially what you you learn in retrospect. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's also sometimes we have the need to keep I want to say working or hustling if that that hustle mentality mm-hmm. of if something's not working, let me work harder. Let me let me stay up later. Let me implement more strategy. And actually, sometimes we need to take a step back and actually go inwards and do a lot of self-reflection because we are projections of our business. So wherever we are at, we need to be aware of where we're at emotionally and internally so that we're not projecting stuff onto our business and then having that then projected back towards us. Mm-hmm. So I might get a little woo-woo here. So be feel free to stop me and ask about it. But Um, I was placing expectations on my business and I was placing needy expectations on on my business, especially money. Mm -hmm. So I thought that if I would, if I finally could hit that 5k mark or if I could finally attract that high paying client, then I would be worthy. Then I would feel good about myself. Then I would feel like I was a a successful business woman or I, I, it would be validation for me that I was doing the right thing. And Nobody wants to be around somebody that places needy expectations like that mm-hmm. on on you. Mm-hmm. And money is an energy. Your business is an, is an energy, and people pick up on it. And money is a frequency; it picks up on it. So, because I was placing those expectations on it, I was actually pushing it away. And I needed to go inwards and find out what I was missing within myself that was causing those expectations. Um, because nobody, you know, people were probably picking up on the fact when they were getting on calls with me that I didn't feel actually safe around charging those prices because I didn't feel worthy of it. So it was all of this mindset stuff. And I was also, I had very big subconscious blockers because I was actually scared of what might actually happen if I did hit my big financial goals. And that sounds crazy to some people, but we actually sometimes have more of a fear of success. Mm than we do of failure. Something we need to talk about more. Have you ever experienced that? Like it's actually a fear of success, right? Yeah. Fear of success is such a big thing. And the fear of succeeding. Yeah. I definitely thought that if I was to get more successful, people that I loved before I was successful would think that I was really materialistic. I was greedy. I was arrogant. I was self-obsessed. I had this real fear around that. You know, why do you need to keep striving for more? Why can't you be happy with what you've got? Um, so I definitely, and as a high achiever, I definitely had to work on that and work on the fact that my level of success doesn't change my level of self-worth or my growth as an individual. But 100%, I had a bigger fear of succeeding than I did of failure massively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And like we, a lot of us women actually, you know, we feel it has to be one or the other. Or um, so for example, if you're a mother, you might have a belief or a fear of success that if I reach this certain level of success, it will make me a bad mother. I have to have one or the other. Mm-hmm. Or mine was actually around love. So 
I was in this great relationship and I felt like I had to, in life, choose love or choose money. And that was just from my childhood. That was what my programming was. I believe that I had to choose one or the other. So can you see why I wouldn't have been hitting even the first financial goals that I had, because for me, love always comes first. Love is my driver. So why on earth would I want subconsciously the people I'm on the phone with telling them about my prices? Why would I actually want them to pay me that if I think it's going to cause me to lose the things that are most important to me in life? So there was a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we also very much have like, um, we can have like a them versus us programming or, you know, it feel, you, you maybe grew up in a family where there wasn't a lot of money and that feels safe and that feels comfortable because that is all that you know. And so you're consciously striving to be a six-figure or seven-figure business owner, but if subconsciously what feels safe in the environment that you're around and the people that you're around and that it like they're not making that kind of money and that isn't what you're used to and that then that doesn't feel safe and it doesn't feel good so you can subconsciously actually block yourself and protect yourself from experiencing the unknown and the unknown is the six figures and that doesn't mean that that has to always be the case it's just bring awareness to it if you are struggling if you are receiving refunds or if people aren't accepting your prices or if you are scared to raise your prices and Samantha's going raise your prices raise your prices and you're like I don't want to I don't want to then I'm gonna say well look at what the programming is around it what are you actually scared of what are your downsides to wealth because we think it's like all upsides but it's a lot of downsides that we have to be aware of too did you find that when you first made the shift you know you said I just I knew that I had to look at, I had to look at this. I had to reassess. I had to get support. I had to invest in myself. I had to do all these things to help me grow. Did you, and it's so hard because obviously it's not where you are now, but looking back, were you still scared that that wouldn't solve the problem? Did you still have this, even though I now know what I need to do, what if I end up in the same boat? What if it still doesn't work? Did that ever cross your mind? You know, I honestly, I don't know if that ever crossed my mind. I think I was just so focused on, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it did. Yeah, I'm sure it did cross my mind. But it was more a case of, especially when it comes to money and my relationship with money, it was like, this is going to follow me around wherever I go. Even if I'm not an entrepreneur, if I feel scared of attracting money or I don't feel safe going into my bank accounts or I tell myself I'm a really bad money manager, which is something I really did tell myself all the time. Again, no wonder I wasn't attracting money. Then no matter where I'm at in life, like that is going to play out. Mm. So it was kind of like, whether it's about my business or not, I have to do this. That's so true because I think a lot of people would associate or almost detach business from life. And mm-hmm. that what's happening in business, if you give up the business, everything will go back to normal. It will all be safe again. There won't be any risk. But actually, it just manifests in a different way. So if you're having problems with refunds or cancellations or no-shows, and you're like, I'm going to fold the business because I don't want that, you just have no-shows from friends or you'd have cancellations from flights you book on holidays. It would just show up in different ways. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can actually think of somebody in my life who has that happen to them because they haven't looked at that relationship. And literally what you just said, like the flight cancellation, suddenly the holiday falls through and it just keeps, it just keeps manifesting in other ways because we bring ourselves, we bring our beliefs 
wherever we go. And I really am so passionate about having these kinds of conversations because I think we need as like, especially female entrepreneurs to be talking about our mindset behind Mm -hmm. our businesses. Because you know this, it comes with us. Mm -hmm. It shows up on every call with a potential client. It shows up on your client sessions. You know, I was a great coach before I had looked at my relationship with money, but I am so much, I'm such a better coach now because I've chosen to step into my confidence and my worth, which allows me to flow in my business. And I I just think it's so important for us to step into our biggest, brightest, boldest lights. And so many of us are really scared to do that. And we're scared to even talk about money. So no wonder it's not coming and flowing towards us. That is so true though, because we don't, we don't stand in our truth, Uh, especially, you know, British people stereotypically tend to be a lot more reserved about this and talking about money and, you know, wealth, but, and again, that is a stereotype. So admittedly, I say that, of course, that's not everyone, but I mean, as a culture, if we were to say, you know, if you love talking about photography be a photography coach oh but I don't want to I don't want to not get this client I don't want to not attract that person and of course it's scarcity but it's such a familiar fear the fear that if you start really stepping into your truth there's going to be ramifications almost and consequences rather than rewards and triumphs and all of these amazing things Mm -hmm. before I ask you a question about money because I've got a really juicy one but (laughs) what what would you say is, has been your experience with that? Because there's a point where we just try and fit in, especially when we start in the online world, because we want to get known, we want to make friends, collaborations. We just want to, you know, get ourselves out there. And then mm. there's an age where we want to stand out. And mm. then we do want to be different and we want to be our own bold self. And we want to really, really have that unique way of being. But making that transition can be really, really overwhelming and really hard what what would you what's been your experience with that and what would you say to someone that's potentially in that transition yeah, I'll be totally honest with everyone like it has been a total work in progress to get to where I am now where I can just show up authentically I don't care if some people hear it or are listening to it I'm just going to show up as my true authentic self it has taken until almost you know we're in 2020 this year to show up as boldly as I do now. And it's still growing. And I know that I'm still growing into my own light Mm. because I was terrified in the beginning. You know, I even created my brand, which there was a purpose behind that, but I created my brand not in my own name. And I know part of that reasoning, I'm being really honest here, is because I was scared of certain people knowing it was me. You know, I separated the two, if I really think about it, like my identity was my business and and my brand. And I separated myself from it slightly to protect myself, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a full-on, full-on panic attack the week before my book came out. Like I have gone through it. I have felt the fear and I have really been so scared of judgment. And it all stemmed from childhood or growing up, you know, um, I was terrified what the girls from high school were going to say, if I'm really, really honest. I thought, they're going to say, who does she think she is? They're going to judge me. Oh, she had an eating disorder. Oh, you know, all of these things. And I remember being on a hike here in LA um, 
with you know my now husband and just literally collapsing and like I felt like I couldn't breathe and he helped support me through it because I literally was terrified about what people would say so that was probably that was a pretty low point but I, I've always thought what will happen if I don't so can you imagine if I said, hold the book, don't get it out there. I'm not going to go on all of these morning talk shows across the US. I'm not going to talk about this really important topic. Then what about that girl sitting at home who really needed it, who needed to learn from it, who needed to know that she wasn't alone? And that's why I come back to your why. You know, if I'm scared to show up online now and talk about money, and how we can all grow into our um, financial goals and the mindset behind it, then how many women am I doing a disservice to mm-hmm. simply because I think about that girl that maybe was mean to me in high school <laughs> and what she might say? So we have to have a why that's way bigger than our own fear. Yeah. Because fear will always show up. Fear, I call her Little Miss Fear. She's a character in my book. We have Little Miss Critical. And we have little misfear and they will always be with us. We can't, it's just an innate part of being human. It's actually in our DNA to have fear, to keep us safe. And that's why we have the fight or flight feeling. And I, I was in flight when I had my panic attack, wanting to run away from my book launch. And so if we can be aware of our fears and acknowledge them and not even make them wrong, just have a conversation with our little Miss Fear like, hey, okay, so I'm going for this 10K month now. I know you're really scared because you're thinking that this and this and this and this might happen, but I'm here to tell you that actually it's going to be fine and actually you're safe and I'm going to go and do it anyway. Then that's a different approach to burying the fear and actually letting it consume us and then blocking us all together. 100% and so many successful entrepreneurs I speak to it's almost this rebellious nature against ourselves that creates success there's no other way of putting it really but it's almost like you have to go against what your mind is telling you if you know it's not serving you there's an element of rebellion you know like no I I don't want to continue thinking that I'm going to fail why don't I just try and prove myself wrong Um, and it's a lot more about going inward like when you were saying there's all these fears around all these other people from the past. I was exactly the same. Only when you stop and ask yourself, why did you do this in the first place? It wasn't for those five people that you weren't friends with 10 years ago. (laughs) Yes. It's because of your life. But that's so true. So often we allow our fear to take us back to a place where we weren't in control. Mm -hmm. And we forget so easily that now we are in control and we get to choose something else. We get to choose to show up. We get to choose to try. We get to choose to give ourselves the chance. That's the thing. I always say that. I always say if you listen to that, in your words, like that little misfit, you're almost telling yourself you're not worth trying for. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like you're going to create the success in one click and then that little misfit will never talk to you again. But you're allowing that, that, that negativity to be what you deem to be true. Someone said on one of their interviews that it's never about not listening to the fear. It's about listening to your intuition when it does show up. Don't allow yourself to think of the past or the people. You actually intuitively know. You just have this feeling, this instinct of, I'm better than that. I'm worth more than that. I can do that. That that kind of like grit. Yeah, totally. I call her your inner wisdom. Mm -hmm. And your inner wisdom is so much stronger and more powerful than that 
that's why I say call her little Miss Fair. Like you can draw your little Miss Fair and see her as this immature thinking and this like childish, childish way of being because she was formed. All of her opinions, all your, your little Miss Critical's opinions, all of your little Miss Fair's opinions were actually probably formed between the ages of zero and seven because yeah. that's when we form most of our beliefs. As crazy as that sounds, we form so many of our sub... Because the conscious mind, let's just talk about it for a second, there's a conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And that makes up the subconscious mind um, actually is where most of your actions come from. So like 88%, I think the statistic is, of your actions are formed from your subconscious beliefs. So this is why we can consciously set the goal of doing making 5K or 10K or whatever the goal is and strive towards that and think we're implementing the actions that will allow that to happen. But subconsciously, if you're blocking that because you're scared, because your little misfear says this and this and this might happen, or your little miscritical is saying, who are you to charge that kind of money, then we'll never reach that goal. And that's why what you said is so important. Awareness is key. And so many of us actually aren't aware. Like I wasn't aware fully of just how much I was pushing money away. And so that's why going into your intuition, leaning into your inner wisdom, taking a step back and allowing yourself however much time you need to figure out what that subconscious stuff is and then do the healing work on it is probably going to accelerate your business 10, 20 times, 100 times more than if you had stayed up and just focused on working on strategy for that day. And so we need time for ourselves to go within. Okay, I want to give you two big money struggles that I know so many of the ladies will be experiencing and for you to give us things they can do in, or just, you know, insights into maybe how they've got to this point. So the first one is not to talk about money at all. Don't mention what you're making. Don't mention your success. Don't don't share your money. And I definitely know I've fallen into this one. You know, I've created huge success in my business and I don't really talk about it. I don't really talk about the money. I, I, in fact, I don't. I don't talk about the money as much as I could. Um, I don't break it down. I don't share that side, even though it's such a massive achievement. But at any level, so even whether you're at the beginning or you're, you know, what what would you say is the mindset shift or reframe or insight around that secrecy of money? I think there's like two ways to look at this because first of all, I think what what your secrecy or maybe what you feel is scary to share might be different from the woman who's like, I just want to make the 5K. Because I know if I said to you, wait, Samantha, if you shared this, you're going to inspire so many people because you have this platform and you're this inspiration of how other people can make and achieve that. So that's why I share. That's why you could share because it's an inspiration. Mm -hmm. But if the secrecy is happening because you're actually terrified yourself to look at the money, then that's a different thing. So I would say that in the beginning, if you are growing into your business and you don't feel quite safe sharing what you want to make, your goals, 
with other people, what you are making, then I would actually say protect that. If it's not safe for you to share it with the people that are around you because you might receive more kickback or because you aren't as strong in that goal or self-belief yet because you are growing into it, then it's okay to protect that Mm -hmm. because you don't want to actually absorb and and inherit even more of other people's beliefs and stories. So Um, we have to be ninjas. I call ourselves ninjas at not taking on other people's stories and also ninjas at being aware of what our own story is. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you might share it with somebody and they might go, what the heck, people are not going to pay that for X, Y, and Z, or they have questions or doubt around that, then that could be absorbed by you. And then you'll project that onto your business. So it's okay to be safe. It's to be protective of it. But yeah, but the big but is You cannot be secret with yourself. So if you're too scared to log on to your bank accounts and act as a really positive money manager for money now, for just the money that you have, or to find gratitude for the money that you have, or you are too scared to say your own goals out loud to yourself, like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this, I'm so grateful for this month that I'm now going to have that's coming into my bank account. If you're too scared to say that to yourself, then then people that get on calls with you or go to buy your services or products are going to feel that fear too. You have to be so confident in saying your prices and knowing your worth, because if you aren't, then that will be reflected back at you. So I was not confident talking about the money either. And I was not, I did not like sharing it with other people, but I had to learn to share it with myself, if that makes sense. So that is so crucial, actually. That's a really, really good piece of advice because before you share with anyone, you have to be responsible and accountable for yourself but your money, from, from what you're doing with it, from where it is, definitely. Because I think that's the other risk that people fall into. They do share what they're making, but they don't share what they're spending. So for example, you know, I've made 10K this month, but they don't necessarily tell the fact that they've had to invest in a coach, they've invested in support, and then other people have this impression that earning 10, 20, whatever it is money, doesn't also come with having to be responsible you know mm-hmm. and, and in your own growth in your own success in your own mindset and all of those things I think that's that's a really important thing making sure that you know your bills your mortgage your car all of that plays a part doesn't it in terms of becoming totally. successful knowing yeah. where that energy needs to go yeah. yeah I think a lot of people there's uh, so many so many people I talk to fall into this trap they think when I reach this amount of money, then I'll be a really good money manager. Then I'll invest in an accountant or then I'll do this. Then it will just all fall into place. But again, money is an energy. And I say you can be a million dollar money manager today. And in fact, it's necessary for you to be a million dollar money manager today. Because if you're not creating a safe, warm, welcoming environment for money, now and money feels safe flowing into your life because you are treating it in a way that feels responsible and safe for you, then money isn't going to feel safe coming into your bank accounts because you'll be repelling it because you'll be telling yourself like I was, I'm a terrible money manager. But the way that you manage your money now today is exactly the same way that you will manage your money if I gave you a million dollars tomorrow. So we have to show up now as if because that creates that energy that allows money to flow in. It's not just, you're not just going to wake up one day and, and like 
feel like it's all figured out and money's going to, money's just going to be in flow and you're going to learn all of these tools to manage your money. You need to be so aware of it now, even when it feels scary. Like I say in, in those moments when I was like, I need to change my relationship with money. I logged on to my bank accounts every single day and I became aware because I, I buried my head in the sand. So what we do is we also catastrophize what it is. And sometimes it's not even as bad as it actually is because we're just telling ourselves all of these things, but you have to be so aware. You have to, I I say, this is actually what I want everyone to ask themselves right now is if money was your lover, how would it describe the way that you treat it? Because you are in a relationship with money. Money is an energy. And so, so many people say, oh my God, money would say that I am such a bitch. Sorry, I don't know if I can say Such a bitch. I'm so rude. I shut it out. I pretend it doesn't exist. I never spend any time with it. I hate it. Well, hello, if that was your date, showing up at your doorstep with flowers and chocolates and every time you opened the door, you said, I hate you and you're still not good enough hello, it would not keep showing up at your doorstep. All I've said through the whole of this podcast is that's so true. Oh, that's so true. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> Me in the background, like, oh, that is so true. <laughs> I have never heard that before. And that is so true. Like I remember, I think as well, it goes from so much of life, like your, your relationship with money will change from being a child, a teenager, a young adult, a, a business owner, all of these things. And I think it's, it's good for people to have that question because even your relationship with your human lover or partner will change and develop, but so does your relationship with money then. So you have to evolve the same way you would with a human relationship with money. That is, mm-hmm. okay, that leads me to my, my, my next struggle that I really want us to focus on before we kind of round up on this. I could mm-hmm. talk about this today because <laughs> money is, def- I've, I've done a lot on my money mindset definitely since starting a business. And I think it's so, it's so invaluable what would you say if someone was online and someone else had posted or shared what they're earning and this person says that can't be true oh I love this I love this question this is like such a great question because this is me yeah I would say that 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 person that 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 Louis Vuitton bag there's no way that they own a house at 20 there's no way they've just bought themselves a Porsche there's there's no way that someone's paying them 25 grand you know there's got to be stipulations there's got to be things we don't know there's got to be lies amongst that their parents (laughs) have given them money or they've got a rich partner you know there's oh what aren't we seeing that kind of not judgment it's almost skepticism it's not it's not that they don't believe that person's done it but they think that something's helped attribute to it that kind of skeptic view rather than because I know people will be listening thinking that they've done that and I definitely did at the beginning when I first went online and I was thinking are you kidding what are you doing I'm charging 99 pound here and you're charging 10 grand like what is this (laughs) it wasn't a judgment of the person like oh they're a fraud they're not good enough they're greedy it was more is is that really possible can that really happen do you know what I mean if you're listening to this I don't want you to feel guilty for those thoughts and think you're a bad person I want you to just be aware of of that skepticism you know that kind of like I'm not sure if I fully believe it that's what I want to focus on Helena not not the oh they're lying oh you know they're they're a fraud it's do you know what I mean it's yeah I totally get this because I did it all the time Okay, I, really, I, I think we've all done it. I, I mean, let's whoever's listening right now, just think about the thoughts that you've had. Let's let's get real about them. But how can you all not done it. Because 
you only do see a part of the story. So it's a really easy, mm-hmm. easy track to fall into because you don't know the whole person's life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah, definitely. What would you what would you be doing to support people through that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I used to have all of these judgments. I'd see these ads and you know you we all see them of how I made a hundred K in 30 days how I made 30K in three days, how I had a 50K launch. And I was always skeptical about it. I was like, yeah, but this, yeah, but that, yeah, but this. Mm. I had a female empowerment brand. My whole thing is about women rising up. And you guys, I didn't even realize that I had this belief until I worked on my money mindset. But I live in LA. There's lots of luxury all around me. I would see a woman driving a beautiful car, like a luxury car. Maybe it would be a Porsche or whatever, a drop-top Mercedes. And my instant subconscious thought was, wow, her husband must make a lot of money. Like, mic drop, wow, holy crap. Like, here I am wanting to empower women, and this is my belief. Now, that projection, that belief, was actually because of my own self-belief about myself. I, at that point, didn't have the the self-belief that I could create that for myself. I actually had subconscious beliefs that if I was ever going to live this luxurious life and have the kind of money I wanted, that it would have to come from a man. I didn't believe in myself when I was judging those ads or was skeptical about those ads that I could have a 30K launch. So it comes back, our own triggers and what we get triggered by is, is like what we believe about ourselves. And so bring awareness to when somebody triggers you. Actually write it down. Like, why am I feeling triggered about this person? Why am I being triggered about this image of her with her Louis Vuitton bag or her car or whatever it is? What is it about myself that I believe that can't be true for me? And then, you know, you know, I'm now one of those women. Like I went from you guys back in that moment, having 79 cents in my bank account when I was crying in my car because I couldn't make my business work to me now being somebody who signs 70K deals. And that is like, that's one of those moments where you see that online. You're like, wait, 79 cents is $70,000. Like what the hell? But I had to work on my beliefs to get me to this place. So like, what would you say to work on that? Well, I'd say bring awareness to why you're feeling triggered. Why are you doubting? What story are you telling yourself about why that can't be true for you? And then use that other woman or person who's had that success as an example that out there, there are women living the story of what you actually want to create. Because if you're not finding that in your inner circle, if you're not seeing it around you, I always say, go find the example of the woman who is living the life that you want. Go find an example of the woman who does have a multiple seven-figure business and is a great mother and change the story that you're currently telling yourself that it can't be true for you. It's so, yeah, I was about to say it's so true again, but But I actually do a similar thing controversially when my clients say this to me, I say, and you know, and they're triggered by someone online. I actually tell them to consume more of that person. I don't tell them to... I'm like, you need yeah. to find out why. You need to dig deeper because that person's not being malicious. They're not trying to upset anyone. They're trying to empower. So mm-hmm. consume more and find out where it comes from. And even yeah. I do that. So if I look at, if I ever have that kind of doubt of, oh yeah, I will consume more and I'll track mm-hmm. myself and realize where, where, where is that inside of myself that I haven't fully given myself permission to get to that level? Because oh Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Permission. 
permission. We have to give ourselves permission. Yeah. And we to don't. dream bigger. Yeah. We dream way too small. We seek it in other people. So that's when we seek permission from a husband or a best friend or a business partner or an entrepreneur. And it's like, is this okay? Can I try and do this now? Can I do this? Actually, we don't just give ourselves permission. Because that's the thing, isn't it? Dreaming big could just be that you are in a situation where you want to have a photo with your car in it, for example. And it's like, oh, you know, I just don't think I can do that because what if people don't have a car? And what if people don't have this and that and the other? But, but you having a car is part of your reality and mm-hmm. you created that reality. So therefore, it would be exactly the same story you'd say to them. They need to consume more of you and find out what is it about your life that they are aspiring to create, but right now there's a disconnect. Yeah. Where is that Where is that? That block? And I think that's really important what you said about the fact that it's never about, it is never about the other person. And it's the same if someone asks for a refund or cancels or complains, it's never about you. As the coach or the service, well, obviously if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and serving them and things like that and being aligned, but you know, on the whole, it's always about the person. It's always about their beliefs, their fears, their doubts, what's showing up for them. So yeah and we also have to remember sometimes because we're seeing everyone online and we're probably following the women or looking at the women online who have already had the success that you're dreaming of just remember that they're just a few steps ahead of you they maybe just started a little bit earlier yeah they have just been working harder behind the scenes and Let's give credit to that. Let's celebrate that. Let's be grateful there are women out there who are proving to us that it can happen for, for, who, for us and our dreams and our goals. And not forget, you know, we, we've all been through it and we will all continue to go through it. And that woman is probably going through her own next up level because with every up level comes a new set of beliefs or more inner work that you have to do because it's, it's always going to be there. But we're not seeing online the fact that she maybe worked for two years hustling behind the scenes, building and growing and figuring out in her own way, just the way that you are too. So don't compare your behind the scenes to just somebody else's highlight reel. And also there's someone behind where you are looking at you thinking exactly it's, it's a constant but that's the whole evolution of life isn't it we're not all the same age we don't all have the same job we don't all have the same house otherwise no one would ever know what else is possible mm-hmm. if we were all at exactly the same point in the race no one ever knows that there's another part of the race because yeah. why would you keep going yeah so yeah it's so important to know that i, I think yeah. that's key if, if you were to if you were to give a woman a piece of advice around money that they can use to create confidence in themselves and not mm-hmm. necessarily success because again that's different for all of us but that level of confidence and alignment with money you know that kind of love for money mm-hmm. what would you say they could do to enhance enhance that mm. I feel really cool to just say to whoever's listening it is safe for you to receive money. Like if she could just tell herself that on repeat, it is now safe for me to receive money. I am, it's not even a kept question of worthiness because we make worthiness think 
feel like something we have to earn, that we have to do to achieve worthiness. You were actually born with divine worthiness. Like abundance and wealth is your birthright. We just basically put on these layers and subconscious blockers and tell ourselves these stories as to why that's not the case. And you have to become a ninja at breaking those down. So I would really love anyone who's listening at whatever stage of business to go away and maybe do some journaling. So maybe first of all, the question would be, what is it that I deeply desire? And actually allow yourself to write that down, like actually dream as big as you want. What is it that I desire and why? And then the next phase would be looking at all of that and actually looking at what am I scared of when it comes to actually receiving that? Because we, again, are so unaware of the fears that we have to receiving wealth, to receiving money. And ask yourself, are those fears true? Is that the reality? Is that what is truly going to happen? Or am I just telling myself that? And whatever the answer to that question is, what can I do to make myself and my inner child and my little miss fear, my little miss critical, feel safe receiving that? And obviously looking, you know, look for support in the areas where you do need guidance and you do need some awareness of, around your money mindset, or, you know, you need to hire somebody who's going to make you feel like a great money manager, whether that's an accountant, what are the little, fa- what little, little steps that you can start implementing today to really create a warm, welcoming environment for money and asking themselves that question. If money was my lover, how would it describe the way that I treat it? And how can you start retraining the thoughts, feelings, and habits that you have around money on a daily basis? And that takes a little work in the beginning. And that's finding gratitude for everything that you already have. That's going onto your online bank accounts and looking at them every day and being aware of what's going out and what's coming in and how that makes you feel. Thinking about how your parents interacted with money and what were the beliefs that they had and the stories that they had because they're probably the beliefs and stories that you have. And are you ready and willing to change that and create a new empowering story for yourself? Um, one little tip and trick that I always get everybody to do because nobody ever thinks about this is that you can actually change the name of your bank accounts online. I'm almost sure you can do that in the UK. I'm I'm sure you can because my clients have done it. So instead of calling it your savings account or your checking account, which doesn't feel very sexy or aligned, why don't you change it to what you actually want to manifest? So like my checking account is I am abundant. My savings account is I am safe and secure. My business account is Rainmaker. (laughs) So what can you start doing today to call in what you actually desire? Fun things like that. That's so good. I definitely need to do that. I changed (laughs) mine to Samantha Hearn Limited 1, Samantha Hearn Limited 2, Samantha... Great. I mean, that's not... (laughs) But does it make you smile? Does it make you smile? Does it make you feel happy? Does it make you feel joyful every time you go to look at it? Because I always get a kick of pleasure every time I log on and I see, oh, I'm abundant or I'm making it rain. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's so good. I I think this is so important because not only is this about the journey from where you were with this 79 cents and having an overdraft and calculating how long like, a loaf of bread could last. That's right, yeah. You know, madness when you think about where you are now. But mm-hmm. also I'm really glad that it's it's about the journey and the journey that everyone can start taking now. It's so accessible and it's so relatable. It's easy for people to start just listening to this and changing that one thing. Asking mm-hmm. the one question, journaling that one prompt, 
doing that one idea with the bank account. You know, it's not all got to happen right this second, Mm -hmm. but we can all choose to give ourselves permission to at least change the way we think about money. Yeah. And it will always be a journey. And I know that sounds cliche. There's no destination of when it all just suddenly fits and falls into place. We are constantly growing. I'm going through my next up level with money as I go into another, adding another zero (laughs) to my goals, you know? So allow yourself and give your, give yourself permission to be growing into it. That is key. It's not, you are not going to wake up one day and suddenly feel worthy. And, and one thing I really want them to listen to, like the last takeaway is that when I first signed my first huge, 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 which are you mega contract, um, for a company, I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel more worthy. I didn't feel, it was fun. It was exciting. I was happy. I was grateful, but I didn't feel any different as a business owner, a wife, myself, because I was already choosing to show up and feel that. And it was already coming towards me because I was showing up as that person anyway. And I knew I was deserving and worthy whether I booked the contract or not. And so how can you start choosing that now, choosing your sense of gratitude and worthiness and deservingness and just happiness and joy for it all now without needing to wait until the 10K month happens? Because it's a catch-22. When you feel it, you'll attract it. I love that. And thank you so much, honestly. It's hard for me not to keep talking about this, but we need to... Well, two reasons. It's been over 45 minutes. And the second, (laughs) which will not be the case when you listen to this, but I currently have a broken boiler. My father-in-law is downstairs trying to fix it. So (laughs) now I'm thinking, I really hope that when me and Helena stop talking, I get to have a bath and wash my hair. Yes. (laughs) But honestly, I think I, yeah, I know I've already said it, but I really want to reinforce the fact that it's, it's good to hear from people that have been at the beginning are not at the beginning, but are still on the journey. Because that's the other illusion. People feel like it is just this quick fix. And even me now sharing about the broken boiler, people who listen to that probably think that nothing like that ever happens. But yeah. I still own a house and have to like manage it. You know, I don't just sit on social media and everything's great all the time. So yeah. the journey is key. And the other thing is I'm going to put your Instagram into the show notes so people can then come and find you and consume more of what you do is that are you happy for me to add that in and for people to come and get hold of you and absolutely you guys like I share money mindset tips and tools every single day like I am talking about it let me trigger you when I talk about money (laughs) let's see what it brings up and it's at girl underscore unfiltered and there's even free resources that you can download and start implementing today to do the inner work as well yeah that's great so once they go there they can get access to that's so thank you so much Helena and I'm really, really excited for all of the questions to come up, to be honest, and all of that money stuff to come your way. It's so juicy. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Running a business can be hard. And running a business alone as a solopreneur is even harder. If you are fed up of figuring it out on your own, making mistakes and struggling alone, trying to learn as you go, taking one step forward and feel like you take two steps backwards, there is always more that we can learn together. 
The BMA is the place for you. I'm extending a warm invite for you to join the place for female entrepreneurs to support and empower one another, to seek high-level coaching and mentorship from me, and to have access to invaluable resources, templates, and worksheets for you to succeed, scale your businesses, and grow together. As an affordable, low investment every month, the BMA couldn't be more perfect for you. The Bold Moves Academy is focused at coaching female entrepreneurs in what they need most to accelerate their business and make the progress they deserve. Building a successful business doesn't have to be lonely and it certainly doesn't have to be complicated. I can't wait to see you inside the BMA today.